This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance agencies provide individualized protection on more than 480 million acres of farmland. Good Tuesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Biden administration has taken its first crack at renewable fuel standard governance and is getting mixed reviews for its efforts. The Environmental Protection Agency today rolled out its first set of proposed volume targets and also proposed a new regulatory regime for small refinery exemption requests. The move proposes three years' worth of blending targets, 2020, 2021, and 2022. The proposals for the first two years leave room for 12.5 and 13.3 billion gallons of ethanol demand respectively. The 2022 target leaves room for the statutory 15 billion gallons. A joint statement from House Biofuels Caucus leaders Cindy Axney, Angie Craig, Mark Pocan, and Ron Kind offers a good recap of many of the reaction statements. They say the 2020 figure sets the industry on the right path moving forward, but the retroactive cut to the 2020 RVO does not reflect a sufficient commitment to renewable fuels and family farmers. Growth Energy CEO Emily Score slammed EPA for its retroactive cut to the 2020 RVO, which had already been finalized. Retroactive cuts to 2020 blending requirements impact the entire fuel supply chain, including the farmers, producers, blenders, retailers, and responsible refiners who base business decisions on final requirements in place for some time. This unprecedented move not only exceeds EPA's legal authority under the RFS, it fails to recognize the law's built-in mechanism that adjusts requirements when fuel demands differ from original projections. The announcement also included a proposed denial for 65 small refinery exemptions, which will be subject to public comment, as well as the possible expansion of additional feedstocks that might be eligible for RFS compliance credits. There's also about $800 million headed the industry's way from the Department of Agriculture. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack said last week about $700 million of that USDA has already identified and earmarked. Congress did not provide that level of assistance or help when they passed pandemic assistance uh, earlier uh, this year, or for that matter, uh, during the Trump administration, we're making the decision to provide this assistance. The RVOs will now be subject to public comment and are expected to be finalized sometime in 2022. You can learn more about the rollout in our coverage on agripulse.com. Farmers and administrators of carbon markets have a little work to do to get their expectations on the same page. AgriPulse's Hannah Pagel has more. As farmers look at joining a carbon market, many questions remain around what these programs are going to cost and what the return on investment will be for their operation. Farmers can receive anywhere from $2 to $20 an acre for sequestering carbon, but many would like to see payments around $40 to $50 an acre. Keith Byerly, regional sales manager with Agoro Carbon Alliance, says time will help close that space between farmers' desires and what the market is willing to provide. That gap is going to be closed strictly with time and confidence in the marketplace. Ag carbon markets are so young, so new, that we, we really need to have volume going through them to get to the point where there's transparency in the marketplace and things like that. Byerly says upfront costs proved to be one of the biggest issues facing farmers when considering joining a market. And I think that's probably the number one barrier for a lot of growers is just that today the, the costs exceed the returns in the early years and 
we need to get to the backside of this when the returns aren't just carbon tons, but the returns are the value of what we've changed in our soil. Agoro Carbon Alliance offers its farmers prepayment contracts, helping to offset those initial costs and see a return on investment sooner. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Pagel. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by America's crop insurance industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net, providing individualized protection on more than 480 million acres of farmland. Crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.